psalm. And we're going to begin reading in verse four, uh, 30. And we're going to read through the end of the chapter, uh, through verse 40. Psalm 37 and verse 30. And shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's Word? Psalm 37 and verse 30. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart, and none of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous, and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord, and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together, the end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord, he is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them, because they trust in him. And if you look back at verse 37, this is the uh, text and the title, Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the message. We pray for thy direction as to what to say and how to say it. That you make us a blessing. Help us to realize we need this truth now and uh, in the future as a way of life. We pray that we'd understand uh, the controversy between the just and the wicked and the enemy is coming, but we will see their end. Help us to follow these principles, uh, to be perfect and to have true peace. We yield your spirit that he would uh, give us power to preach and hear thy word. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. Uh, when I used to, uh, probably will again, guide deer hunts, uh, timing is essential. And so I would say this, take your time and hurry up. So uh, what I meant by that was don't panic, relax, but you're only gonna have a window when it walks between these two trees. This is the time. So uh, take your time and hurry up. Um, this may be a short message, but some of those are the longest ones. Uh, so mark the perfect man. All of us want peace. Uh, that's the most important thing in our heart, in our mind, in our spirit. We want peace with our health and our finances, our relationships, and uh, all these battles that uh, we fight on three sides. We fight the world, the flesh, and the devil. And we really are looking for peace. The Prince of Peace has come, praise the Lord, Jesus Christ. And so peace is available, but it's only for those who are perfect. Now, 
this is one of the greatest secrets to success. These are not deep things or mysterious. God is not trying to hide the deep truths from us. It's very simple. It's very profound. It's very easy. And anyone can accomplish this. The word perfect here does not mean flawless. It does not mean perfect in the sense as uh, no mistakes or no sins committed. But this word means on your way to perfection or on your way to maturity. Remember, the Bible tells us be perfect as your heavenly father or your father in heaven is perfect. So it's a lifestyle of learning from the reproofs of life, growing in grace, making wisdom the principal thing, and maturing, growing, maturing, learning to become better and better and better for God. Now in Psalm 37, we have this contrast between the wicked with great power. This is where we're at today. We don't want to get too specific, but we see the wicked in power. We see they have uh, the money, the control. They're making the decisions. This is going on in governments all over the world, uh, lending institutions, all sorts of things that are going on with spiritual warfare. And if you are on the Lord's side, the Bible says they're going to pass away. They will not be. It's just a matter of time. All these things are of timing. If you do not understand the perfect mindset and the perfect heart to let things develop and let things cycle and let things progress, you will get caught up in one of those instances of time and you could make a foolish decision. You could put on spiritual blinders like a plow horse and forget to see the big picture. Everything is fleeting. Everything is passing. Everything is changing. There's a time for this. There's a time for that. We learn that in the book of Ecclesiastes. So you have the wicked in great power. The day is going to come. They will pass away. They, they were not. They will not be. Then it says that the perfect man who is upright his end is peace. So you have rich, powerful people living the luxurious life. They're going to pass away when it's all over, said and done. You have those who are perfect, following the way of God, the principles of the Word of God. Their end will be peace. And it's very, very simple. If you look at the last five words of the chapter why because they trust in him you can judge yourself how much do you trust in the lord by how much do you get caught up in certain phases of life or cycles of life you can determine that you're losing your trust if you're starting to focus on one part of life too much, one phase of life too much, one season of the year too much. I've heard people say, oh, I love the fall. You better not love it too long. It doesn't last long. Uh, that's not a, I love the spring. It's my, 
Well, we didn't get one this year. Boy, are you disappointed so far. I love winter. I like snow. Well, what, we don't get that very much either. Well, now, if you love burning heat and, and powder dry, boy, this is, this is your place. But you, you can't get caught up in a certain uh, era of your life or phase. So you have to trust in Him. Now, very, very simple. We'll talk about this. It's a very easy secret. The wicked enemy will be cut off in God's time. We will see it. The Bible even says we will stomp on the devil's head one day. Our heel, just like the heel of Christ, is going to bruise the head of the serpent. There's a verse that teaches God's people will judge the angels and we will be a part of the execution, literally, of this judgment. It's just a matter of time. So what does the Bible tell us to do? Mark, Mark, verse 37, the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. This word means to observe closely and to be circumspect walk around him observe his lifestyle investigate how he lives the principles by which he makes his decisions and the word really is a hedge of thorns so there's a hedge of thorns where this man is within protected and the wicked are without, and if they try to attack him, God is going to allow them or cause them to be cursed with this thorns, which is projecting and protruding and protecting him. And so this is a matter of perspective. From what vantage point do you view life? What is your attitude toward life? And you ought to mark the perfect man. Now, we have the characteristics of the perfect man very easy. Once again, easier said than done. So in Psalm 37, you have the blessings of this perfect man contrasted with the judgment upon the wicked. So in every case, and Brother Horgesheimer says this a lot, if, whenever you have a truth, all you have to do is look at the opposite, and there's just as many lessons with the, the, the opposite uh, of the negative as there are with the positive. So, once again, the perfect man doesn't mean he's flawless. It means he, his end is going to be peace. So the question is, had you rather suffer now, trust in the Lord, to have peace when the time is right, or had you rather be on a wild goose chase spiritually and try to seek out this peace in the time of the wicked? Very important for us to consider. So I'll, I say this often, you may not need this now, one day you will. Many people need this right now, one day you will. You should lock it in your memory bank for when the time is needed. In Psalm 37, this is a psalm of wisdom, and it applies to the Hebrew people. From the beginning of their history, Abraham called of God out of the land of the Ur of the Chaldees to look for a city's builder and maker's God. 
And their basic, if you were to sum them up, what, how could you basically sum up Israel waiting on God? Abraham is still waiting on God. Uh, he still has not received all the promises. Many of the great saints of God died in faith and did not receive the promises. Waiting on God, still waiting on God. Israel is still waiting to fully inhabit and conquer the promised land. Still waiting on God. So, when I was studying this, and it, it, it's not that important, but it is. This is uh, known as an alphabetic uh, acrostic. Every second verse begins with successive letters of the Hebrew alphabet. That's how important this psalm is. This is so important to Israel. This would be like the State of the Union address, like the President of the United States would give, uh, you know, in the good old days. Uh, the State of the Union. This, this is so important for Israel. It's the theme of the true people of God. So remember, the Old Testament, New Testament, uh, Concealed, New Testament, Old Testament revealed. We, we are living by these same principles. And what are the same principles? The wicked are in control. We are waiting on God. The wicked are in control. We are waiting on God. How many times do you ask them, if this would just happen, if only this could change Somehow, somewhat. It could be at your place of employment, in a relationship with your body, your health, uh, maybe a financial situation. If just something could change, we are still waiting on God. And so for Israel, their very existence is based upon this chapter. And for us, the true people of God in the New Testament age, our very existence is waiting on God. That's what life is. Uh, somebody asked you, what have you been up to lately? If, if you're honest, you say, I'm waiting on God. I am waiting on God. I always say, I want God to show up. I am waiting on God. When does God show up? In the nick of time. Not a split second early or after. Always He has a will. There are divine appointments. And when the clock of eternity clicks, God's going to move. Until then, I'm waiting on God. Uh, it's a very trying time. A lot of suffering. A lot of battles. A lot of persecution. A lot of temptation. A lot of tribulation. So, we're waiting on the rapture. We're, we're, the whole creation does what? Waiting on the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Amen. You know, if you think about all these poor little wildlife out here suffering, you know, a lot of people don't think about it. I'm not a bunny hugger. I'm just, I'm just looking what's happening. You know, the poor rabbits, uh, the deer, you drive home, the deer are eating right on the side of the road because that's the only place the dew hits and it's a little green. That's why they get hit by so many cars. The birds and the mice and the rats. And, and so in the ecosystem, when, when the, most of the mice and rats die, the coyotes turn on the deer uh, worse than ever, and I read or somebody told me a study, one coyote can eat 18 or 19 deer a year. I mean, these things are going on uh, right now. And so 
the whole creation's waiting on God. You know, when I see something, a little animal suffering or something, I'll say, man, you're just waiting on me to get my glorified body. The, the whole creation is waiting on the adoption to wit, the redemption of the bodies of the true saints of God. So this is one of those uh, proverbial expressions, so to speak. But how are we going to make it through the tough times? How will we sustain ourselves waiting on those time phases when things are not right, the world is upside down, there is injustice, the truth has fallen in the street, how are we going to make it? You say, well, what is the deep truth? If you could just tell me this deep truth. You know how many people uh, want to make it so mysterious, and the reason is they don't want it simple because they could do it. <laughs> they, it, it it's, uh, I've told that story many times. I was soul winning by myself one time, and there was an elderly man taking down his Christmas lights on his porch, and I asked him, you know, if you died tonight, would you go to heaven? He said, I don't want to know. He said, that's too easy. He said, if I knew that, that answered my life's problem. I don't want to know that. I want this mystery of going to church, having to confess, and, go, and needing the last rites, and, 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 and all this stuff. I, so that's the way you want He said, yeah, that's what we do as Catholics. That we like that. We don't want to know a simple answer. So, that's the way a lot of people live. What is the simple answer? Look at verse 34. There's only two things you have to do to be a perfect man. First of all, wait on the Lord. Number two, and keep His way. Most people do none or only one or the other not both. You have to have both. You have to wait on the Lord and you have to keep His way. And if you do that, He says, He shall exalt thee to inherit the land when the wicked are cut off. Thou shalt see it. Go down to our text, verse 37. Mark the perfect man. So this entire chapter deals with principles. And as we observe life, as we live life, we can see manifestations of being more perfect and mature or the lack thereof. So it, just for a few examples, if, if you look at verse 1, it plainly says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Too many of us are too worried about what evil people do and get away with. We fret, and the word fret means to worry, and the word fret is leprosy, which is a skin or flesh-eating disease, and it eats us up inside. I can't believe that guy at work broke the law, and they get away with it, and I try to do right, and I got reprimanded, or whatever. I can't believe they just run a stop sign, and I got pulled over because of a taillight out. Un injustice. We fret too much. Can't believe the government's done. Can't believe it. Yeah, it's wrong. We know, but we're not supposed to fret about it. If you do, 
It'll eat you from the inside out. And why would we do that? Because we're not perfect. We are not trusting in the Lord and doing or following His way. What are we doing? Some way we're trusting on anyone or something else or ourselves. It's all about who do you trust? Do we trust God for a period of time that things are a certain way in our life. You know, you could get injured. Very simply illustrated. You have to give yourself time to heal. You can't be full of pride. Well, I'm a he-man. I'll move that chest of drawers. I don't care if I got a slip disc. No, you got to get time to heal. Uh, well, what if they think I don't? It doesn't matter what you think. I have a period of my time. I need healing. This is what I'm focusing on. I'm trusting in the Lord. Uh, you know, a lot of people, they cannot live with the time at hand. They get before it or behind it or vice versa. So fret not. Why are we going to let what's happening in a White House eat us up when you live in a brown house or a red house or a brick house or a whatever. What are we doing? We, we, you can only think about one thing at a time. Uh, you know, do you live in Ukraine? Praise the Lord you don't. You know, I, I know what's really happening. I've studied it. I've looked in it. We know what's really happening if you've looked into it. <laughs> look it up. What's really happening. Alright. Uh, so, look at verse 8. Cease from anger, forsake wrath. There it is again. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. So what's going to happen is, you're going to start dwelling on it so much, it's going to become a part of you. You're going to say something wrong, you're going to do something wrong, and you're going to be tempted uh, not to do good, not to wait on the Lord. Alright, look at verse 21. Uh, the wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. Now these are just examples of what happens because once again, if you need to borrow money and you're lacking in finances, there's a time to borrow, but there's a time to pay off your debt. If you are well off, there's a time to give money away. And you're not to be full of pride and say, I don't accept charity. Uh, that's the way the Lord works. If God's going to give you some, you have to say, thank you. Praise the Lord. I take it. Don't be lifted up full of pride. And so the wicked, they borrow. They don't pay it back. We see this happen all the time. They forget about it. They don't, they don't return that which someone has lent them. And then you see other people, they give and they don't even want it back. They forget about it. They're generous. They have a spirit of giving. These are just examples. Look at verse 27. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. There it is again. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The day's going to come. Whatever the inheritance is, we're going to inherit the land. It's just not time fully yet. So, what is the secret? Wait on the Lord. 
Just wait on Him. Ask Him for grace and patience to just keep waiting. And we, I said all the time, Lord, I'm waiting on You. I'm just waiting. I know whenever You're ready, You can do anything. You're so powerful if You just speak the Word, it will happen. I'm waiting on You. Uh, give me the grace and the patience and the wisdom to think and see clearly just to wait. God loves you. You know, I always said, uh, God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. He knows what you need. He can do and give you what you need. And then God is love. He wants what's best. So God's going to show up when it's the right time. All I have to do Trust in Him. And so what does it say? Wait on the Lord, number one, and keep His way. I've talked to many people. They'll say, I'm just waiting on God. And then I'll always take note to look. Yeah, but you're not keeping His way. You're, you're not really waiting on God unless you keep His way while you're waiting on God. You can't go live in the Rockies, you know, wait on God. No, you've got to keep His way. You've got to be faithful to the local New Testament church. You've got to give in tithes and offerings. You've got to obey the Lord and support a church that, that obeys the Great Commission. You've got to be separated from the world. You have to know your spiritual gifts and try to use them in the ministry. You have to love your spouse and raise your children for God, you got to keep the way. So, so many people, well, I'm just waiting on, I'm just waiting on God to, for the next election while you do absolutely nothing. That's not waiting on God. That's what you're saying is, I disagree with what's happening and I'm mad about it, so I'm just going to pretty much rebel and do whatever I want. While I'm professing, to wait on God. So, I go back to the uh, introduction. Life is, is really made of cycles. We know that. So, you know, the, the dead of winter turns to spring, revival, and then, you know, summer and the autumn comes. It's just a cycle. And if, if we don't understand, the wicked are going to pass away. They're just going to pass. And their time will be no more. And all these things which have beset us and befallen us, um, they are going to pass away. But what's going to happen to those who do the two things to be perfect? That wait on the Lord and keep His way. They are a perfect man that have a hedge of thorns about them. And you ought to mark that man. If you know somebody that lives this way, and you say, that's a perfect man. I mark them. I, I have a mental note of they have a circumvented protection of a hedge of thorns. Now, just think about this from another perspective. If life was the same all the time, it would be boring and monotonous. We'd all be robots. God gave us free will. He gave us emotion. He wants us to choose to fear Him. He wants us to choose to love Him. He wants us to choose to trust Him. And He wants us to choose to wait on Him. So, if it's uh, wintertime, you know, 
I looked today and I said, this is brutal. Uh, today I saw it again. This, this dearth is brutal. It's brutal when you look. This, uh, I, I'm starting to forget what green is. And you know, I don't even, I saw a thunderhead a while ago. It was, oh wow, oh that's over Bandera. But uh, uh, it's brutal. I, I forgot what rain smells like lately. Uh, we had the last rain, remember the flood where y'all had to dig the ditch and, and uh, lightning struck our transformer and knocked it out. There was a big explosion. That's the last time we've had rain, and that was, I don't know, I, I don't want to exaggerate. It seems like about a year, close to, I don't know, it was a long time ago um, of significant rain. Um, what are we going to do about it? Wait on the Lord. <laughs> Can I make it rain? You know what those conspiracy theorists are saying? The, those airplanes are up there putting that stuff in the clouds, changing the, could be, I don't know, uh, changing the weather. What are you going to do? Uh, well, why is the Chihuahuan Desert slowly, because ecosystems change. It's just the reality of life. It's not global warming. These things have happened from the beginning of history. But what are you going to do about it? I'm going to wait on the Lord. What are you going to do while you wait on the Lord? I'm going to keep His way. I'm just going to keep serving Him faithfully and wait on the Lord. I'm not going to get mad. And, uh, well, I'm going to move to uh, Montana. Yeah, well, it's beautiful. It, it is a big sky. I don't know why the sky looks really big. Or I'm going to move to uh, Oklahoma. What? I mean, move wherever you want. I don't know. What? Where are you, what are you going to do? I'm going to move to Shanghai, China. Yeah, that is. They have a lot of freedom over there, and it rains a lot. It rains a lot over there. Uh, no, what are you going to do? I'm just going to keep, keep his way. Keep his way. So the, the faithful few who know the truth, who have matured to the point, where they have come to the realization there are phases and eras of life that I cannot change, that God is in control, and these things have happened, and I'm just going to wait on the Lord till it passes, and while I'm doing that, I'm going to keep His way. I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing and do my best to serve the Lord and be faithful. All of the used-to-be's and the has-been's and the wannabes, and those people who could not be trusted. If you ask them, well, what are you doing? You know, you'll talk to them. They immediately bring up health problems. You know, been going to the doctor and this and that. Just waiting on the Lord. Well, you're not keeping His way, so you're not waiting on the Lord. You got caught up in the sickness part of life or the injury part of life. You know, well, I'm looking for a job and I'm really struggling financially. Yeah, you got caught up in the need part of life. You're not keeping His way. And then you have other people who prosper and they forgot about God's will for their life. You, you have to understand all of this is a part of life. And all of this is intended by the will of God and you just have to trust him. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm, a, you know, people who know me, I'm a fighter. Some of you know that. You know, say this remodeling project. How could you put the lie to you? 
Can I do anything? I'm waiting on the Lord. I have said what needs to be said multiple times, face to face and other way. I'm waiting on the Lord. Just trying to keep His way while I'm waiting on the Lord. Pretty, um, you know, I have heard many stories. And one guy told me he hired his best friend he went to Bible college with to do a sheetrock job at his church, guaranteed four weeks, and it's been four months and he hadn't finished. Brother, Brother Sellers, you know him, he's having a house remodeling. They guaranteed him three weeks. It's been over three months. They're not even close to finished. And I don't know what's going on. Um, it seems to be the new America. Something's going on. If you get anything done, you ought to be so happy. <laughs> you ought to praise the Lord. They actually showed up every day and worked a hard day. This is amazing. I am the exception to the rule. Not, not the norm. I mean, it shouldn't be that way, but that's the way it is. So most of us, or what I call Baptist Charismatics. We say we live by faith, but we really live by feelings. And we get caught up in a phase. And, you know, like if your child's going through the terrible twos or the teenager punko days, whatever you want to call it, and you know what it's like. Uh, hey, it'll pass. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. I'm waiting on the Lord. Now, while you're waiting on the Lord, keep His way. Keep His way. If you get hurt while you're waiting on healing, keep His way. If you have a financial setback, it's very hard on us, you have to keep His way. If you have a difficulty with the relationship problem, you're waiting on these things to resolve and work out, keep His way. If you're in a certain time of your life, if you're having a midlife crisis, I don't know if I had one or not. I might have. She can. Uh, I'm having a midlife crisis. Keep his way. If you're in the prime of your life, keep it. If you're in your elder, senior citizen, golden years, uh, I'm almost there. Keep his way. Just keep his way. Don't live by feelings and comparing yourself to the world system. So, sometimes God lets us down to remind us of what we had and how great He is. He lets us to ourselves. Sometimes He lets the good feeling go away, the tingly excitement, and it just, everything goes level line. So he'll allow that. What are you going to do? Wait on the Lord to keep His way. Wait on the Lord, keep His way. Now, in conclusion, let's look again at our text, verse 37. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in what? The time of trouble. We're all going to have the time. Of, it's not a, all your life. It's a certain time of trouble. 
And then what does it say? Verse 4, And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. And if you go back to verse 34 again, you have to do both things. Wait on the Lord and keep His way. Now, you know, I don't like the price of gas any more than you do. Uh, I'm very angry about it. I like those stickers that said, I did that. And I like the ones where Trump's pointing to him saying, he did that. And he's going. And uh, you know, I try to just, I, I get really mad. I get, I get, you know, I, I just click it. I don't want to look. And then I tell them, uh, there went five bucks. And it, it, it you know, and uh, how long is this going to last? How do I know? Wait on the Lord. What am I going to do while I'm waiting? Keep his way. What am I going to do? I'm never going to church. Gas costs too much. No, you got to keep his way. Try that one. I can't go to work because gas costs too much. I'm just going to sit home until the economy resets after the inflation and the, what's that other word? There's another word. And the recession and all this other stuff. No, just keep, I don't, I'm not in control of that. Fret not because of the wicked. Are we going to let the gas price run our peace of mind and happiness? No, the perfect man has a hedge of thorns around it. Mark that man. So, you know, I've just learned. Here it goes again. Would you like a receipt? Yeah, I'd like to give you something. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm not even looking, man. <laughs> I'm just waiting to hear that click on out of here so quick. Uh, but uh, I'm just waiting on the Lord. Just waiting on the Lord. Uh, it'll pass. Now, I've seen the wicked sprouted out like a big, what does it say, big old tree, thinking he's a hot shot. It's going to pass. It's going to pass. Uh, the perfect man trusts in the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Keep his way. All right, let's pray. Just trying to encourage you and, and uh, really helps me to see things clearly. All right. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed. Let's cast our care upon him, for he careth for you. I want you to think about during the invitation as we conclude the service, what is troubling you right now? What are your difficulties? What are your battles, your situation? It could be health problems, financial problems. It could be your living conditions. You need a change in your life, and it could be troubling, disconcerting. It could be a relationship problem. It could be persecution, a trouble on the job with employees or management. It could be the weather, which it is. It could be the government. It could be building projects, frustration, whatever the situation is. And just do business with God and cast your care upon him. Just say, Lord, this is really bothering me. I turn this over to you. I cast my care upon you. Give me the grace to realize this will pass. This is just a time in my life. I will wait upon thee. Help me to fire up to keep thy way. 
And all this will happen to those who trust in him. Help me to mark the perfect men that I can see as a testimony and help me to become perfect on my way to Christ's likeness by living this principle. What is bothering you now? Right now, what are you dealing with? Let's 